Man, I'm excited. Man, it's so good to see everyone here. I've been gone for two weeks and because uh, I was just tired. I'm kidding. No, I was gone for two weeks since my family and I, we, it was just hot out, you know? No, I was gone for two weeks. And if you're, if you're brand new, can we welcome you? Man, we're so glad you're here today. And I am the pastor and I have ADHD. Come on, somebody. But we were uh, on vacation for two weeks. And uh, in the past two weeks, I was able to uh, minister at a church in Minnesota, one of our overseers, uh, Travis and Becky Lynn, at Relevant Life Church in Minnesota. And, uh, and then I was able to uh, minister last Sunday. Pastor Lindsay was in the house. And I was able to uh, man, just uh, hang out with our walk church family uh, right here in town so that their pastor can continue his vacation as well. He was like, I'm on sabbatical. I was like, what's that? You know, and, uh, but I'm so glad that um, we are able to, uh, to do this together. Amen. And so guys, I just want to say thank you. What an incredible message two weeks ago by Lorenzo. Uh, man, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you watched it. Man, it was a powerful message on temptation testing. And so make sure you tune in on our YouTube or our podcast. And then last week, we had some dear friends of ours uh, planning a church uh, that we're partnering with them in the heart of Los Angeles called the Heart LA. Uh, pastors David Randall Rujo. And so give it up for them. Uh, man, I just want to say thank you guys for that. We sewed into their church once again. And they have a permanent building, which is a former nightclub. And uh, right, on, right you know, on one of the main roads. And uh, not jealous at all. <laughs> at all. And uh, man, we just say, God bless you. Come on, somebody. And so uh, our team just invested into their team as well on how we do things here. And can we just give it up for our A-team? We have the greatest team. Man, I just want to love you guys. Thank you guys so much. And uh, also on Friday, Camp Wanda's Day was here at Avenue Park right back here. And everybody's always like, you have a park? Yes, we have our own park. It's totally fenced in, all of that. It's like, uh, uh, it's 10,000. I think it's like 20,000 square feet. It's got miniature golf, all that. But we had over 20-some kids in there on Friday night. So give it up for uh, the Avenue Kids team as well. And my goodness, yesterday we had Connect One Day, and man, we had individuals show up, give us a couple hours, and we got to eat. Come on, somebody. We got to eat some Jason's Deli, and people are joining the team. Can I get an amen, somebody? And so they are discovering, man, they're discovering their place, their people, and their purpose. Because at Avenue Church, we never want to fill positions. We want to place your gift. And God has placed a beautiful, powerful gift inside of every single person. And so we want to find out what that gift is. And how I many know, I always say, we don't want to use you. God wants to use you. Man, God wants to use you for his praise and his glory. And so we're in the middle of a series, and I'm excited because I'm on fire. I've been guest speaking at uh, other churches, and it's, can I just tell you, it feels good to be home. Man, it feels good to be home. And uh, man, my wife and I, we just have the honor of pastoring this church. Love you guys. Also, online as well. Can we give it for our online audience as well? I know, uh, check beforehand. I know Anissa's on. DeAndrea, the Casals family, you're on as well. Linda, Linda's on as well. Marie, I know you're watching with Mama. And uh, uh, Martha, Deborah, you're on as well. And church, help me out here. We understand uh, uh, that, you know, if, it's, if you're unable to come, all that, we want to be a blessing because we are one church in two campuses. But come on, everybody, help me out here. How many know it's better than the house? Come on, somebody. Better in the house. So we're glad you're here. Get your Bibles out real quick to Matthew chapter 6. Get your iPhones out. Download the YouVersion app. Uh, use your iPhone. If you have an Android or a Samsung, just don't even bother. It's just going to frustrate you. And we want this to be a place where you can find freedom. Come on, somebody. 
And so go, turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. This has been our anchor verse for our collection of talks on earth as it is in heaven. Can, can I tell you, we've never gone 10 weeks on a series like this. And so uh, it's been fun. It's been amazing. In uh, August 15th, we're going to be starting a brand new series entitled Sitcom. And it's, that's going to be about uh, family, uh, all, those, all those relationships, all that. And it's going to be 80s theme. Come on, somebody. 80s. Where are my 80s babies at? 80s babies. All right. How many parents in the 80s? I need you all on my security team. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about. All right. And so look at this. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. How many of you are like, for the first time, you're like, this sounds familiar. You know, like, I've seen this in Spider-Man, you know, or like, like, I've heard this growing up, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our debts. We've also forgiven others. And lead us not into temptation. Thank you, Lorenzo, for that. But deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. And some of you, maybe you didn't recognize this first. I'll help you one more time. Pray then like this. Our Father who art in heaven. Come on, somebody. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so, I mean, I love this passage of scripture. And if you've been following along with us for the past 10 weeks, this means something more now. This is not a substitution. It is now a pattern. This is now something when I look at it, I fully, under, uh, I fully under, understand the entirety of it. What Jesus meant when he said, pray then like this. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. God, I thank you for your words. God, I thank you that we have the Holy Bible. God, I thank you we have scriptures uh, for us today. And Jesus, I thank you that it's not just an old document. I thank you it's more than just a history book. But God, I thank you that your word is relevant and applies to us today. It's going to help me on my way to work. It's going to help me get up in the morning. God, I thank you that you're our Heavenly Father, that you love us. You have a plan for us. You're not mad at us. You don't hate us. But you have a plan for us that we are your masterpiece, fearfully and wonderfully made. So Holy Spirit, I ask you to pray for my O and six basket team that will win tonight for your praise and your glory and everybody said do the toast do the toast I told my team if we win if we get one win I'm gonna cut the net <laughs> taking the net home taking the net home now if you're brand new with us today my name is Jeremy and uh, I wear hearing aids and uh, wearing hearing aids I'm completely deaf in this ear and uh, I'm actually 60 percent deaf in this year. Someone at Connect yesterday asked me, how'd you lose your hearing? And when I was 18 months old, I had what's called spinal meningitis, spinal meningitis. And I was actually in a coma in the hospital for three days. But how many know on the third day, come on somebody, I rose like my savior, come on. And uh, I had a praying mama, never left my side. But it wasn't until I was, I was three years old, catch me, from 18 months, a year and a half, to three years old, no one checked my hearing, all right? That's total 80s right there, right? Like, he's alive, you know? Just take him home. And so they didn't know I was deaf. They didn't know I was hard of hearing. And so at three years old, I got my first hearing aid. And uh, I've always had to do speech therapy. I've always had to learn to talk. I've had many size hearing aids. Like one time a hearing aid was this size. I had to like carry it around so I can't hear you. And I've had many different, I was a guinea pig for hearing aids, all of that. Now I tell you all that to say, 
Just recently, even my wife and I were shopping at the store, and we, we split up. All right, you go there. I'm going to go here. We're going to maximize our time. That's date night, all right? And, and so uh, even at the store, and this even happened at a, uh, a large uh, convention I was speaking at a few years ago. And, and I need help here because this is kind of where I get insecure. I don't know if this is a deaf guy thing or if everyone deals with it, and we just don't share, all right? You're only as sick as your secrets, okay, everybody? And so I remember it's at the store, and my wife, I go, I'm like, well, I'm looking for my wife. And I go, where is she? Because I'm done, and I need to find her so I can get out of here because, you know, I'm done. You know, and, and all of a sudden I heard, Jeremy, right? At the large convention, I'd, be, I'd just be walking like I'm happy. All of a sudden I'll hear, yo, Jeremy, right? I'll hear someone say my name, but because I'm deaf, I don't know where it's coming from. And now I have new hearing aids uh, last year. Uh, I actually have a hearing aid in this ear for my deaf ear. It does nothing but send a signal to this side. So instead of being mono, I'm now actually stereo, all right? But instead of being stereo, it all goes in monologue, right? And so I was like, I'm hearing everything now, but I don't know where it is. And so I feel like a dum-dum, all right? When someone's like, Jeremy, and I go, I have no idea where that just came from. Right? Like Pastor Lindsay was at the store. Yeah. She's like, honey. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know? Is anyone else? Or is that just me? Anyone else? Come on. Thank you. There's a believer in the front. There's a believer in the front. Everyone else is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I can hear her, but I couldn't see her. Right? I can hear her, but I couldn't see her. As I begin to study this portion of Scripture, lead us not into temptation, Pastor Lorenzo, uh, Lorenzo tore that up. Oh, you hear what I said, right? Lorenzo tore that up. But deliver us from evil. I begin to realize in this entire 10 weeks, on earth as it is in heaven, Pastor, I'm, I'm hearing it. I, I understand God's promises. I understand what the Bible says. Uh, come on. I believe God can heal the sick. I believe God can heal me. I believe God can touch my mind. I believe that I can live in total freedom. Come on, Pastor Jeremy. I believe. I hear it. I hear it, but I don't see it. I hear it, but I don't see it. And I think this is a major tension for some of us for the past 10 weeks. I'm hearing you bring heaven to earth. I'm hearing you of God's promises. But can I just be real today? I don't see it. I hear it. I hear you. I hear that guy on YouTube or the podcast, I hear it. He's not as good as you, Pastor Jeremy, but I, I hear him. But I don't see it. I hear it, but I don't see it. And here's what's interesting, the journey that Jesus took us on. Matthew chapter 6. He says, lead us not into temptation, but daily, daily, give us this day, our daily bread, comma, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. And for many of us, sometimes we don't, we, we see it, but we don't, we, we hear it, but we don't see it, because we really do live in a broken and sinful world. That there is evil, because we live in a fallen and broken world. There is a devil, 
And there are principalities in darkness, different types of spirits and all those. But here, I want to ask you this today. What happens if we don't see what we've been hearing? What happens? So deliver us from evil. I'm going to connect the dots for many of us here today. But what happens if we don't see what we've been hearing? Do we quit? Do we give up? Do we make this just a, a thing I do every, every now and then? Because I understand that the tension and the frustration of, I gave you a year. I gave you five years. I gave you my childhood. But I don't see it. So what do we do? And Jesus addresses this when he says the evil one. He connects it later on. Because he doesn't spend much time in the Lord's Prayer. He said, but deliver me from evil. Then later on in Matthew chapter 13, I love this. Jesus says, okay, guys, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm to share something else. I've shared parables, talked about temptation, forgiveness, money, all right? But in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus says, but anyone hears the word of the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, as, as we hear the word of the kingdom, but does not understand it, the evil one. The evil one comes, snatches away of what has been sown in his heart. So this is Matthew. Matthew's standing there, and he hears it. But next to Matthew is my boy Luke, all right? And Luke's a little bit more detailed, all right? This is kind of like Pastor Jeremy. Then we're going to find Pastor Lindsay, all right? Like, we're going to find the details of this. And Luke heard Jesus say, now the story I'm about to tell is this. The seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. And so I want to understand, when we hear the words of the kingdom, or for us today, when we hear the word of God, we're receiving seeds. We're receiving seeds. We're receiving something. Parents, when you send your kids to Camp Wanna Stay, or when you send your teenager to youth camp, come on, youth camp, right? Or youth retreat, or what? Or youth night on Thursdays, and they're going, I don't want to go. I don't want it, right? And you're like, oh, okay, honey, right? Now, go, you're going. Why? Because whether you like it or not, you're receiving some seeds. You're receiving some seeds. You're receiving some seeds. Now, if you're brand new here at Avenue Church, I ain't going to force feed you, all right? I ain't going to be like, here's some seeds, you know? And like, like, let's look at your life. I'm not going to do that. I promise you. We'll always be life-giving and encouraging, but these are the words of Jesus. So get mad at him, okay? <laughs> but the seeds is God's word. Have you ever, and, and I have a friend growing up, right? Like, he grew up in church. We, we knew church, but we didn't know God. Okay, in our vision at Avenue Church, we want you to know God, fight freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. So I want you to know God. I don't want you just to know religion or church. I want you to know Jesus. Know Jesus. And that is a lifelong journey. It's incredible. But I've had friends in my life that we go to church. We do the church things. Raise our hands. We knew what to do. God is good. All the time. And then they would live like God wasn't good. All the time. But I mean, I would have friends that would get intoxicated. And I'd be like, what are you doing? And in their intoxication, they'd be like, you know what the Bible says? That God loves you. And I'm going, what is this? There's a seed in there somewhere. That there's been an impartation. And John 10.10 10 says this. The thief 
or the evil one comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come, this is Jesus, but I have come so they may have life and life abundantly. So the enemy, the evil one, daily keep me from evil. Keep me from the evil one who wants to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What is it? My life? How can he destroy my life? The evil one wants to remove the seed. Because if you remove the seed, you remove life. If you remove the seed, you remove life. And here's what's interesting. Jesus goes into a, a story or a parable. As I begin to study this out, I'm going to be transparent with you. What it says, lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the beginning of my studies, I was going, okay, this is going to be spiritual warfare. We're going to talk about the devil. Talk about principalities and darkness. Armor of God, right? Helmet of salvation, best faith of righteousness. Like, we're going to go down this journey. But as I begin to study the parable, I begin to realize that Jesus, once you catch this, Jesus was more concerned about the response to the seed rather than the evil one. Somebody needs to hear that. And for you that are clapping, you get it, right? We get it. But he's more concerned about what am I going to do with the seed than about the evil one. Because we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. He's already been defeated. He's just doing what he can with this limited amount of time that he has on this earth. Because how many know? Somebody tell me to begin. I'm reading the book of Revelations. Come on, somebody. But how many know at the end we win? In Jesus' name. So our, Jesus more concerned about a response to the seed than the evil one. So then he goes into a story. And this is all connected to deliver us from evil. So Jesus says there's four different types of ground or soil. So if the word is the seed, then there's four different types of ground. Four different types of people. Four different types of people in this room or people watching online. You can even type it right now. I'm ground, baby. Come on, somebody, right? I'm ground. I'm soil. But I love this. So Jesus goes in Matthew chapter 13. He says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil, come, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. And this, was, and, and this is what was sown along the path or the road or the freeway, right? Spaghetti bowl or 215. And, and I want you to see this real quick. For if you're in this room today and you're going, oh, this is me. I'm going to take it a step further in just a second. Because everybody in this room, we hear God's word and most of us, we don't understand it right away. And I'm the pastor. Come on. Like I'll read it and go, God, what does this mean? That's why I get a concordance out. That's why I get research books out. That's why I get Baker's Bible Encyclopedia out. That's why I begin to study all these things in God's Word. God, what does this mean? I don't want my opinion because my truth isn't necessarily the truth. But God, I want to know what your truth is. So everybody in this room, we are all surface. We hear the Word, but I don't understand it. I hear it, but I don't understand it. But Jesus didn't stop here because when you hear something and you don't understand it, that determines if you receive it. So there's many things in my life. I mean, I'll, go, I'll just go a, a, a practical illustration. Like if I'm going to fix the, uh, or replace the faucet downstairs, and my wife's laughing, downstairs in our bathroom, I don't fix things. I try. I'm not uh, Chip and Joe, you know, like I, I try. All right, I, but what I do is I get on YouTube. 
I love YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. I'm even like, it looks close to my faucet, so I'm just going to use this video. Because I don't even want to look up like the model number, but it's, just, it's similar. And, I'll sp- <laughs> and even Pastor Lizzie's like, should I call my dad? I know what I'm doing, you know? But if I don't understand something, I'm going to figure it out. Young people, I, I, I can almost guarantee that I can get you a raise in your work environment within 30 days if you find something and you don't understand it, but you, if you do whatever you can to figure it out, I promise you, you probably get a raise. Because this here says, I hear the word, but I don't understand it. But if you don't understand it, and we just walk out of this place, if we, don't, if we hear God's word and go, that's interesting, but I'm not interested enough. A lot of times what Jesus was saying was, I hear it, but I actually don't receive it. Because receiving it is different than not understanding it. I I hear it, but I don't want to go to connect. I don't want to ask somebody. I don't want to get into a small group and say, hey, um, I don't understand. Even uh, this week, two individuals messaged me on Facebook, all right? And they said, can you tell me what this scripture means? And I said, this is what it means. Because if we understand it, then we receive it. But Jesus said, there's, 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 there's somebody on the surface that seeds are, are sown into that person, but if they don't receive it, the evil one can snatch it away. So that's the first person. Then he continues on to say, and as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Come on, somebody, right? Like, ooh, God is good. I've received that word. Yet, he has no root in himself. But he endures for a while. For a while, this is good. For a while, I'm enjoying this. For a while, man, that was a good worship song. Can I get that on Spotify? I want to put that in my car. For a while, man, I'm going to get involved. Man, I love, God. I'm, I love reading God's Word for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on the account of the Word, immediately he falls away. Now remember, this is Jesus. This ain't me. I'm just reading God's Word. But this person here is literally saying, you know what, it's rocky. I hear the word, but I have no roots. I hear it, but I'm not taking what what I've heard and planting it. Planting it. Can I tell you, there's so many great churches in Las Vegas. Can I tell you, there's so many wonderful small groups at Avenue Church. Can I tell you, there's so many amazing opportunities, even on, online and YouTube, like podcasts and all of those things. There's many opportunities to get some roots. To get some roots. And I love James chapter 1. It says, count it all joy, my brothers, when life is good. Come on, somebody, right? It says, count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. Tough times. Tribulations. Difficult times. Count it joy. Got a series on this called Building People in the book of James. When he says, count it joy, you're not like, ha ha, I lost my house. You know what I mean? It's not, no. Counting it all joy says, I'm trusting in my Savior who loves me because he's my heavenly Father. He's got a plan for my life. I'm going to trust him. For you know that the testing of your faith 
produces grit. Come on, somebody. Produces some toughness, some steadfastness. And let your steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. What is this? I got deep roots in God's word. Ain't nothing going to move me. I got deep roots. But Jesus says, there's some rocky soil. Think of a, a Las Vegas front yard. Just gravel and just rocks. And you're scattering the seed. But man, the birds were able to come in and snatch it. The evil one's able to come in and grab it. And what's interesting is, is the rocky soil, the rocky person, is really saying, I hear it, but it's on my terms. I hear it. So it's not I, 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 it's not I hear it and I don't understand it, so therefore I don't receive it because it's just a checklist. It's just something that I do. But the rocky person says, I hear it, but it's on my own terms. I'll take it a step further. Sometimes, and this happens to many of us, all right? Sometimes we, we think we're entering Christ's kingdom when really we're placing Christ in my kingdom. Because if I'm like... Yes, Jesus is in my life. He's in my kingdom. But the moment your sugar daddy doesn't produce results, you say, it's over. I'm done. I'm done. We have to understand, what does it look like if I'm in Christ's kingdom instead of Christ being in my kingdom? And can I tell you, that's tough. That's tough. And so it says they hear the word, receive it for a little bit. A lot of times I think Rocky can be kind of feelings-based. And our God is an emotional God. He loves, he created us that way. But I cannot be moved by my emotions or my feelings. I can only be moved by God's word, which is the seed. And sometimes this is what happens, is that we, we receive the word of God with joy, but we never give God our heart. God, I give you my heart. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Man, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Man, don't trust your heart, but give God your heart. And so a lot of times we become what I call extremists, where we're either extremely saved or we're extremely not. I'm not saying you're good and then you're bad, because what the gospel, what the good news is, is taking people that are in the dark and bringing us into the light. I was once living in the dark, but now I'm living in the light. And can I tell you, I'm still on a journey. I ain't perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I am messed up and jacked up. I'm, 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 I'm still on a journey. But we have to be careful to say, God, are you really the Lord of my heart? God, am I praying, let your will be done instead of, God, here are my plans, make them happen? In my rocky soil, how many know my joy is never dependent on my circumstances, but on my Savior, on my Savior? So are we surface? Are we rocky? But in Matthew 13, 22, Jesus says, as for what was sown amongst the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and proves him unfruitful. This is so interesting because we're talking about the gravel or the road or the path. Now we're talking about thorns. Now we're talking about 
thorn, uh, uh, yeah, thor, uh, surface gravel, thorns. Thorns is you hear the word, but it gets choked up. We heard the word, but it gets choked up. And here's the danger of this one. I think this is pr- almost the most dangerous one in my personal opinion because I, I, I'm, I'm hearing it, I, I'm involved, I, I'm doing what, all that I know to do. I mean, be like your pastor in the gym, all right? I know to do bench press and that's really it, all right? Like, I don't know what else to do. I'm that guy, you know, doing machines wrong, you know? Like, like I have good intentions, but I don't know what I'm doing. And for many of us, we hear the word, and and I love Jesus, but sometimes we get comfortable with the thorns in our life. Have you ever heard this statement? I'm going to, and I'll bring it together in just a second. Here's the statement. I love Jesus, but I cuss a little, all right? Anyone in the room, don't raise your hand. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm tricking you, right? Have you ever seen this? I've seen this on cups, and I've seen this on memes, and all that. I love Jesus, but I cuss a little, all right? I ain't talking about cussing today, all right? A lot of people got nervous in the room, like, ha oh no. What kind of church am I at, right? And maybe on the other side, like, this church is cool, you know? But I want to take it a step further. Maybe you're in this room, and you say, I, I, I hear God's promises, I'm believing for some big stuff. I have visions and dreams that I believe God's placed in my heart. I hear it, but I worry a little. I hear it, but I'm afraid a little. I hear it. I get it. I mean, this could be the first. I grew up in church. Pastor, I could probably preach better than you today on this stage. I hear it. I need to control it. I hear it. I'm afraid of what's to come. The fear of the unknown is choking God's word in my life. And here's the problem. Thorns worship God and they worship worry. That's the problem with being a thorn. I love Jesus, but actually, I love to worry. I love to be afraid. And can I tell you, the Bible says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. God has not given us an evil spirit, but power and of love and a sound mind. Can I just tell you, we... we and this is so difficult. I'm looking at this and I'm getting convicted because it's going, okay, do I trust Jesus and do I worry and fear? Because there's many times in my life, trust me, trust me, do it afraid. When we launched this church and God said, start a life-giving church in Las Vegas, Nevada, four and a half years ago, we were terrified, but it didn't stop us from moving. I was afraid, but I had to do it afraid. I had faith without works because faith comes by hearing so if i'm hearing it i'm going to operate it by action i'm terrified i'm afraid but you cannot like you cannot worship both god and money and for many of us that's what's choking us finances how much what do i do if i could just get if i could just do this and god says do you trust me with 10%. Do you trust me with your money? Do you trust me with your life? Because you cannot worship God and you cannot worship 
worry. Notice I didn't say you can't worry, but we can't worship worry. I love this quote by Charles Spurgeon. He says, you're a Christian. And this is Charles, all right? You're a Christian, and you're on the boat of salvation on the way to heaven, right? I'm going to heaven, right? I'm going to heaven. You won't fall off the boat going to heaven, but you could fall on the boat, and you can break all your bones, and you can spend the whole trip in the hospital. It's not what we want from you, what God wants for your life. That I love that if I know God and not just religion or church, I'm going to have some roots. If I begin to know God, then I'll begin to find freedom. And when I go on a spiritual journey of finding freedom from my past or my yesterdays, you know what God's doing? He's planting the seed inside of me so I can discover my purpose. When God's words come into my life, it's bringing me abundant life. That I have reason. Man, I got purpose to get up today. That God created me for something greater so I can make a difference. Then Jesus says, as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word, understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case, a hundredfold, 60 or 30. So what is the good soil? And, and, and you know, even the Bible, I could go so much on this. Like, like, no one is good except God. There's the good soil. But I love this. The good soil, we hear the word and we bear fruit. But if somebody in this room, you're going like this and you're going, I, I, that's never going to be me. I could, I, man, if you would have grabbed me when I was a kid, or you, if, if Avenue Church was around when I was in high school or young adult, man, I, I'm not bearing any fruit. I have some good news for you today. That good soil doesn't mean you're a good person, but the good soil is only the posture of the heart. He's saying, God, I'm jacked up. Man, I got weeds <laughs> all over me. I'm dirty. I'm nasty. I, 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 I mean, I'm the worst. But I'm good soil because of my posture in my heart. So you're saying, Pastor, I hear it. But after today, I'm open to it. I'm opening my heart to God to say, oh, my goodness. That I begin to realize that God's not mad at me. He's mad about me. I realize that while I was still a sinner, while I was still sinning, Christ died for me. He paid the price for me. And I just want to tell you today, good news only needs good ground. Good news just needs an open heart. Because it says this, the posture of the heart determines the results of the seed. And I could, I've been preaching this unforgiveness message for the past three weeks at other churches. I could see your unforgiveness. Can I tell you, I can see your heart. A lot of times in worship, I can see your heart. I can see your heart. Jesus says, know them by their fruit. Now I'm not saying we go, woo, it's not Jericho March. You know, people are always like, Jericho March. I'm like, I want to keep this building, okay? No Jericho Marching. 
And some of you will get that later, probably in a small group. But the posture of the heart determines the result of the seed. Now, here's some things you can do. But before I give you a, a, a short list, all right, it's not an infomercial, it's not a commercial. This is our vision for our church. I want you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, make a difference. But remember, I'm talking about heart. That I want Jesus to change your heart, not your behavior. Sometimes we get it mixed up and we say, you, know, you want to know Jesus? Stop this. Stop doing that. Can I tell you, you won't stop doing those things without Jesus in your heart. So it's not about behavior modification, it's about heart transformation. And so for, for some of us, we might just need a jump start. We might just need to tell, what do I do next? Join Connect, where we can help you discover your, your, your place, your people, your purpose. That's a good ground to start. But also, get water baptized. Man, make your faith public. Say, hey, guess what? I'm good ground. I'm good soil. Because the posture of my heart. I'll never get water baptized. Let people see it. Let people see it. Maybe small groups doing life with others or giving. Give of your time. Serve at pop-up market. Serve on the set and teardown team. Serve at avenues. Serve your neighbor. Serve your community. Give of your tithes and your offerings. Man, if you're like, I feel like I'm serving money. All I'm thinking about is my stocks and my bonds and my investments and my savings and can I pay my bills and, and all these things. Give God 10%. See what he will do with the good seed. Also, serving. Get involved. But I love in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus said, guys, listen, the seed that fell on good soil, he says he represents those who truly hear and, under God's, and understand God's word and produces a harvest, a harvest, a harvest. What kind of harvest? 30, 60, or even 100 times. This is NLT version. As much as had been planted, a little bit of seed, it's going to grow. Now, we're always talking about harvest. Like, come on. Yeah, fill this church up. Let's get a bunch of services in here. Let's buy a building. Come on, let's reach our city for Las Vegas. But Jesus here is talking about you. You're the harvest. You're the harvest. And I love this. In, math, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and Paul says, let us not grow weary of doing good, of doing good. Don't grow weary in being good soil. Don't grow weary in saying, Pastor, I hear it, but I don't see it. Don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season and the right time, you will reap if you don't give up. Can I take it a step further? I hear it, and I'm not giving up. I hear it, and I'm not giving up. Will you stand with me, please? I'm going to pray with you real quick. But before I do, I want to challenge you today. This is Summer and Avenue Church. Come on, somebody. This is a time where we're going to press in a little. This is a time where we could say, you know what? I don't know what kind of seed I am. Maybe you relate it to being surface. Maybe you relate it to being rocky. <laughs> or, 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 or being thorns. Would you say today... I'm going to be good soil. You know what the key to good soil is? It's just faith and perseverance. It's just faith and perseverance. It really is. 
It really is saying, I hear it, but I'm not giving up. But just do me a favor, every head bowed, just out of respect. I'm not going to make anything weird. But every, every head bowed and eye closed. If you're in this room today and you're saying, man, the Holy Spirit did something in this message. I know exactly where I am. I know exactly the posture of my heart. It doesn't matter if you've been surfaced. It doesn't matter if the evil ones come and snatched it away. It doesn't matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if you're just full of fear or you're worried when you walked into this building today. But can I tell you, we serve such a good God who says, I don't care what you were a second ago. I care what you are right now and right here. And we can make the decision today. I'm going to be good soil. I'm going to open up my heart. I see it, but I'm not giving up. Because I know God's promises are contingent upon my circumstances. I know God's promises are not contingent on what the news says. I know God's promises aren't contingent upon uh, what's going on around me. I know that God's promises are yay and amen and they're coming and they're happening in due season. I will not give up. So I'm going to stop yelling and screaming because I love this. But with every head out of eye closed, if that's you today, Abby's going to sing us a song just for, I mean, a minute, just a minute, Abby. And if that's you here today, I want you to just raise two hands. And I want you just to sing this song with our team today. Maybe if you're unsure of the posture or the position of your heart, you could literally say, God, I don't know. But I'm opening up my life. I'm opening up my heart. Go ahead, worship team. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
from the dead you'll be brought from death into life from the dark into the light every head out of eye closed maybe you're here today and you're saying man pastor I walked in this room today no hope no purpose maybe it's a Hail Mary for you as a last chance if something took place in your heart during this message during this service. That's the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're here today and you say, Matt, I don't know what my next steps are, but Jeremy, will you lead me into a prayer to accepting Jesus, my Lord, and my Savior. And if that's you here today, and you're saying, I'm ready to confess with my mouth, I'm ready to believe. Will you pray that prayer with me? Heads are bowed and eyes are closed, okay? I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. But if that's you today, I just want to put a hand up, put it right back down. So I know who I'm praying for today. Just put a hand up, put it right back down. Yes, yes, put it right back up. Anyone else? Up and right back down. Yes, over there. Yes, up and right back down. Come on, I'm so proud of you. So come on, church. Let's get a hand clap real quick. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray a prayer together. How many know we don't pray alone, all right? We, we are better together. So everyone say, dear Jesus. Say thank you for paying the price. Say thank you for dying on the cross. Say today, I repent of my sins. I confess with my mouth that you're Lord of my life. Say the best way to know how, I'm going to live for you. Say I now know who I am. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.